Welcome to Let's Reason Together with Dr. Jen's podcast, where I attempt to encourage you and myself on life's journey. With each YouTube video, I will try my best with the help of God to motivate you and by God's grace, give you a better understanding of life. So to watch my videos, you need to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Dr. Jennifer Agard, by clicking the link below. Now let's go directly to today's topic. Today's topic and episode 15 is the value of a good relationship with people and God. The topic is the value of a good relationship with people and God. Let's examine a good relationship. A relationship is a close connection between two people or groups. The value is the fundamental principle that governed a relationship. Values such as respect, accountability, commitment, trust, communication, empathy, to name a few. In this episode, we will discuss various elements of a relationship with people and with God. And my husband will join me later in this video to share the benefits of having a close relationship with God. Now the scripture today comes from Corinthians chapter 13 from verses 4 to 7. Corinthians chapter 13 from verses 4 to 7. It says, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Now we're going to look at three things or three different elements of relationship. One, relationship is molded by love. Love for a partner, a family, friend, children. A relationship is molded by love. Love. Someone once told me that death ends a life, but a relationship lives on through memories. I'm going to repeat that. Death ends life, but relationship lives on through memories. Number two, a relationship is unconditional love. It is true love. Loving your partner regardless of his or her actions or behaviors. Unconditional love for others. Number three, a relationship calls for total surrender. As you surrender to the relationship, you will gain freedom. Freedom to be, to live, freedom to be yourself. There's nothing better in life than someone loving and being themselves. You cannot love someone or others without loving yourself first. That surrender does not necessarily mean that you're foolish, you're stupid. It all just means you allowing 
yourself to gain a closer connection with the other person. It all it means is you surrendering to your surroundings, surrendering to the love, surrendering first to yourself and surrendering to the situation around you so that you could gain a closer connection with your partner and with others. Now, we're going to look at what the Bible says about relationship and how to build a good relationship. And there are two things that we need that guide us with building a good relationship. Let's go to Matthew chapter 22 from verses 34 to 40. Matthew chapter 22 from verses 34 to 40. 40. Where Jesus said the greatest commandment, there are two things that he commanded us to do. And let's read from verse 34. It says, Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. And one of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is like the first. He says, love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. Two main commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And to love your neighbor as yourself. He did not suggest that we treat others well. He commands, he commanded us to treat others well. Treat them as you would like others to treat you. So my friends, let us all strive to love our God. Let us try to, uh, to love others as we love ourselves. It is the foundation of a good relationship to love others as we love ourselves, but first to love God. Now I'm going to move on and, and let my husband, Arlington Agard, share his experiences, his personal experiences with loving God and the benefits you receive from loving God. So over to Miss Arlington Agard. Hey, a pleasant day to you, whoever listening to this message. I just wanted to share a little bit about myself. I'm born again Christian, but before I became a born again Christian, I was just out there living crazy like everybody else who didn't know God. And I want to tell you, if I saw you first as a believer, as a Christian, and you were going to approach me, I run the other way. I didn't want to hear anything because I wanted to do what I wanted to do, what this flesh wanted to do. I wanted to satisfy myself. But one day came to a point where 
I realized the things that I was out there chasing after wasn't making me happy. They were all just temporary things, a quick fix. You know, you go through the whole the routine of working from Monday to Friday, hanging out on Saturday with your friends, drinking, going to the beach, carrying on, and then you're tired and back to the same old stuff the following week. But then one day, I had such a burning desire in my heart. Um, I guess now that I know what I know, it was God. He was tapping on my heart. God was getting my attention. But I didn't know how to go about getting to know him. And I shared this experience with a friend of mine who was a Christian. And he said, he showed me in the, in the Bible where it says, God will choose you. We don't choose him. So when you feel that hunger and that desire in your heart of wanting to get to know God, that is him tapping on your heart, knocking at the door of your heart, trying to get your attention. And the Bible says when he does that, open your heart and let him in so he can have a relationship with you. I was reading something in Psalms 24, and it says the earth is the Lord and everything in it the world and those who dwell in it. And if everything belongs to God, I think he is the person that I want to have the best relationship with because he has everything. And the Bible says that if we seek him first, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all of these things that we desire will be added to us because he will bless us with them. God does not want anything from you, just a relationship, because he owns everything anyway. So, my friend, I just want to let you know God loves you. I don't care where you are in your life right now. I don't care what you do, if you are a thief, if you're a rapist, if you are an adulterer, if you're cheating on your family, your wife, or you're cheating on your husband. I don't care where you are today. The Bible said, where sin did abound, grace even more did abound. God loves you, and there is no height, nor depth, nor width, or breadth that can keep you away from the love of God. But you have to make a choice of wanting to get to know Him, wanting to have a relationship with Him. He is not going to twist your arm and force you to have a relationship. You have to make that choice. So if you have tried everything else and it has failed, things that you thought would be making you happy, going and hanging out with your friends and partying and having a good time, as we call it, trust me, serving God and living for Him is the best decision you can ever make. Take it from someone who has been there. And I'm telling you right now, He says the peace that I give you Nobody can take that away from you. He gives you such peace and such joy in your heart and in your life. You don't have to seek anything else because he lives within you. He says, the Father and I will come and live with you and be in you. Not only that, he gives us a little extra. He gives us the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says the Holy Spirit will guide us. It will teach us and remind us of those things that he has already written in the Bible. So, my friend, I want to let you know God loves you. And he is waiting patiently for you. He said 
He is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to know him. All should come to eternal life. And there is no other name under heaven but the name of Jesus, which can bring you to that place of a relationship with God. There's no other name. There's no other way but through Jesus Christ. That name has power in it. And if you ask him to come into your heart, he will come into your heart and he will take care of all of your issues. I made, I used to, 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 um, to lie to myself and I would say, you know what? Let me clean up my life first and then I'm going to start going to church. It was a lie of the enemy because your, the Bible says all of our self-righteousness are as filthy rags. You cannot clean up yourself well enough that it's going to be acceptable to God. So I would say to you, come exactly as you are with all your faults and all your sins and all the things that are not godly. And let God do for you what only God can do for you as far as cleaning your life up. Because when he does it for you, it is well done. He loves you, my friend. And that is the reason why he, not, he never stopped chasing after you. And he is not going to stop chasing after you. Because he is not willing that you or anyone else should perish. So take advantage of this opportunity. This is not a coincidence, you listening to me. Believe me, I've been out there. And if not for the love of God, who knows? I could be dead today. I could be in jail. Who knows? Because we all, we don't think. We just live the life that we think from our common sense is a good life. But trust me, I don't care if you're from a great family. I don't care if you go out partying or don't go out partying. I don't care if you don't curse. If you try to live a clean life is still not acceptable enough to God to get you into heaven. The Bible says there is no other name under heaven but the name of Jesus Christ that can give you a relationship with God, that can make it acceptable for you to have a relationship with Him. And when you accept it in the Bible, in uh, Romans chapter 8, He says there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. As long as you accept him, he forgives your sins, he cleanses you, he washes you, he casts your sins in the sea of forgetfulness. He does not remember those things anymore. All he sees is his son or his daughter who's been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. So I want to let you know God loves you, even in your mess. You know, you have kids, right? And you have some of them that are really good and obedient. And you have some that are really bad and reckless and they're living crazy lives. But they're still your children. If something happened and you get a phone call, you're going to still run to the, to the child and try to help them out as bad as they are. It's the same thing with God. You are no less a child of him, of his. But he wants a relationship with you. And like the prodigal son, if you come running back to him and ask him to forgive you, he will. He will forgive you. And he's going to forget everything about the past. But it is your decision. We have a choice to make. Okay? 
we have to re we have to forget about a form of godliness. You know, everybody says, "Well, you know, I'm Catholic or I'm uh, Pentecostal." God is not looking for religion; He wants a relationship with you, because religion is not going to save you. And I've asked people this question also: Are you a Christian? And they would say, "Well, I'm Jehovah Witness. I'm Pentecostal. I'm Catholic." I'm Anglican. God does not care about that. He cares about you. And he wants to have a relationship with you. So I just wanted to share that with you and to let you know that whatever you're going through, if you let him into your heart and into your life, ask him to come into your heart and to forgive you for your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. When you ask Jesus into your heart like that, he cleans out everything that is bad. He cleans out everything that is negative in your heart and in your life. Because if he is filling you with himself, nothing else can fit in there but him. And you will see a transformation in your life that you could not do for yourself. Believe what I tell you. Nothing else works. Jesus Christ is the master he is the creator, and he owns everything. So my friend, think about what I just said. Give him a chance. No cancer, no mental or physical problems can stop him. He healed the leper. He healed the blind. He made the deaf, the dumb to speak. He made the crippled to walk. He spoke things into existence, the sun, the moon, the stars. He parted the Red Sea so the children of Israel can walk on dry land. What it is that you have that you think he cannot do for you? Because believe me, there is nothing. He loves you tremendously. And I just wanted to share this with you. Okay? God bless you. And I trust that this will be a blessing to someone. Just open your heart, invite him into your life, and you're going to see some amazing things happening in your life. Okay? God bless you. I love you. Have a wonderful life. I hope that you have enjoyed this week's episode and it has encouraged you and most of all, uplift your spirits. Come back to my podcast to listen to the entire series on how to fight and win life's battles. It's from episode 9 to 14, six different topics. Don't let anybody see your joy. Choose your battles wisely. Hold your peace and let God fight your battle. Are you fighting when you should be sitting? Don't run from your enemies and... Are you battle ready? Also visit my YouTube channel at Dr. Jennifer Agard or Jennifer Agard and click on the subscribe button below to be notified every time I post a new video. And visit my website at let us reason together with drjen.wordpress.com. Have a good day and thank you.